All right, you were just listening to Nobody Like You, Lord, by Randa uh, Williams. And certainly, you know, uh, we support gospel music and uh, the rights and and everything that belongs to the artists and the uh, producers of that particular cut. You know, certainly want to give them their props and acknowledge them. You know, thank you for. Uh, joining inside the pages presented by Cornerstone Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street, Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays at 11.30 p.m., you'll find us on 99.5 FM or kkla.com for worldwide listening. So if you're outside of the L.A. Basin, you can find us on KKLA.com. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition. I mean, there is no other way. It is the best way. I mean, you know, you can think of a lot of avenues to take, but the best way, the best best way, I guarantee you, it is the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining our online service, uh, Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth, and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. You know, meet us there on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., and lift your voice up with ours, make us one voice, one mind, one people, and to give God glory. We're in the book of Genesis. We're touching what is referred to as the law of particularization, moving from the general to the particular. We're dealing with the universe, earth, man, and spirit. We're touching the creation, the principal person who is the cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. And so with that being said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Thank you for your kindness. Lord, for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our limbs. Lord God, giving us a reasonable portion of health, mental, physical, emotional. Lord God, we thank you. We pray and ask that you remember those that may be sick right now, those that are dealing with situations, Lord God, that uh, that you you have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to help us through the toughest of times. You've helped me through some rough times, and I thank you. And, and so I know that you can help others and, and pray and on their behalf, Lord God, as an intercessor, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, Lord God, with the wisdom, bless them with the knowledge and understanding of what to do in that moment. Lord God, we thank you. And we praise you, Lord God, because you have answered for everything. Lord Jesus, your word, blessed to govern our lives, they have preeminence, Lord God, in our decision-making. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. We'll be careful to give your name to praise and to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I I hope that you have had a blessed day. Um, Certainly, my day has been filled with some... Uh, technological challenges, but uh, 
claiming victory over those things. It took some days to get some understanding about what was going on and then the resolve. Maybe you're dealing with something that, you know, that seem a little difficult right now, but uh, hang in there, you know, be faithful, uh, take a break when you need, sometime when you're dealing with something, you need to step back from it and then approach it again and to try something different, you know, it's, we have master Google. That's what we refer to. We have master Google that we can go to and, and ask questions. You know, the thing about Googling is that you have to ask the right way in order to get the answer that you hope to find, you know, or to come close to it. But we don't have to do that with God. We can go to him and we can sometimes just moan and groan. We can just sit down at the altar and just be there because he can read our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows our thoughts before. While we're still trying to develop a thought to in a way of even how to structure what we want to ask about or ask for, uh, he already understands. He already knows, you know, and, and so because uh, he's sovereign. He's sovereign. There are a lot of masters, you know, people master ath athletics. Yeah, that's why you have NBA and, and NFL players, baseball players. I just uh, read where um, I don't recall his name, but he has a nine year contract for three hundred and sixty million dollars. And see, he's an expert in his field and he practiced what he is needs to practice. And so as, as he's practicing, we need to practice, too. That's just an example of someone that is practicing and honed their skills. God knows and he knows just what to do and how to work with us and for us. We just can't be lazy and we, we get lazy. I hear people um, say, I'm praying about it. Instead of being about it, they're, they're praying about it. And so therefore they have to wait and sometimes they don't obtain. And so we can we can talk about that all night long and how the Lord gave gifts unto individuals. Um, and there are many different types of gifts, but there are also uh, opportunities that present themselves and we run from them. Let's not run from opportunities. We're in the 11th chapter of Genesis, um, beginning at the first verse. Now, I didn't go all the way through the 10th chapter is dealing with genealogy. But we will reference the 10th chapter um, here. And so beginning at the first verse, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. The whole earth, no matter where you went on the planet, in your imagination, the whole earth was of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. They found an area that they were satisfied with, and they, they just they hung there for a moment. And they said one to another, let us, uh, one to another, go to and let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And that they had bricks of stone and slime had they for, for mortar. And they said, go. Go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven and let us 
and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the tower, see the city and the tower, which the children of men built. And the Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language and this um, they began to do and now nothing will restrain from them which they have imagined to do go to let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech so the lord scattered them abroad with from thence upon the face of all the earth and they left off building the city therefore is the name of it called babel uh, i i was listening to bible gateway they said babel um, but you understand potato patata tomato listen because the lord did there confound the language of all the earth and from thence did the lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth and you know as the subject as you may have seen is our, our unity has strength man in general unity has strength it doesn't matter if your unity is right or righteousness or if your unity is in doing something wrong there is strength in unity now in law enforcement when they find that there is um a conspiracy people working together they, they they've already exercised the uh the aforethought of doing something wrong so the crime is already in progress and they find that they have been they unified their goal is to break the weakest link you know you've heard may have heard that saying that you are only as strong as the weakest link and so if you can break that link, uh, then, you know, you'll, you can uh, overcome parts of the unity until that is restored. And so they'll try to get someone to talk, plea deal. And the first person that talks is the one that usually gets the deal. Um, so of course you want, and, and it doesn't matter, even if it's in sports, if it's in sports, same thing, you're, you're going after the weak side you're going where the opposition is not as strong so the weakest link so you got to fortify and strengthen and it is the same and the, the bible says that if you can bring down the head of the house then the rest will follow you'll get the rest of it and, and i'm paraphrasing that but the bible said that you know if you bring down a strong man then you'll get the rest of the house so you know the focus becomes then upon the strongest part because the rest is going to become weakened by that. And so you want to keep you want to keep the strongest part strong. You want to strength be a source of strength for the, the weakest one, the one for the babe. You, you got to protect the, the weakest one. And, and so uh, let's let's go on here. Now, I, I recall a drill. <laughs> we had a drill sergeant and well, we had a few of them paramilitary um, in law. And so this was some many, many, many years ago and when I was at a younger age, I'm still young, but a younger age and, and career goal, you know, you're seeking your career. And so, you know, some people want to be a fireman, a policeman, Indian chief, whatever. 
but I recall a, a drill where we were given three minutes to run into the locker room and get back into a formation. And so we ran into uh, into the locker room. Some of us changed from one set of clothing uh, into our class B's and, and ran back out. But we were standing out there uh, scattered. It might've been five of us standing out there. And everyone was being getting yelled at. They were all in the locker room yelling, you know, to, to create pandemonium and everything. And so uh, we once we were all back out, we were sent back in to do the same thing over again. Well, we got it. Uh, we understood. Someone caught it and, and spread it to word and said, listen, the drill wasn't about being an individual, but to help your fellow man. So to work as a unit. When we got back in that locker room, some of the biggest guys held that door closed where the drill sergeants could not run in there and and yell at everybody. That door was held closed until everyone was fully dressed. And then we all ran out and was in formation. Everybody was there. And the drill stopped because of the unity. It's about unity. Unity is not limited to your immediate group or congregation. And I find that that many people are limited. Well, I go to uh, I go to this church. And if you don't go to my church, then we really have no association. Or we have no type of affiliation. And, and so th that's wrong because then we want to use that term body of Christ but you're saying the body is disassembled. Now, Cornerstone is not an affiliate, but but found a, a work which gives uh, stuffed animals, toys, clothing. You know, we're not affiliated, uh, so to speak. We're not part of that group, but they're doing a good work in giving stuffed animals, toys and, and clothing uh, to distressed children. And, and so we, we joined into that um, to contribute uh, to that great cause, because it is a great cause. And, you know, I found out and you can pass the word that there are uh, this is going to be on the 15th. So if there's anyone that you know that that want to uh, donate uh, socks for children, underclothes for children, any type of clothing, coats or anything, even if it's just one. You know, run over to Walmart, go someplace and get something and donate it to the children, uh, you know, um, then it'd be grateful, you know, bring that to, to church on Sunday uh, because the, the deadline is the 15th. And then there'll be um, stuff will be shipped out to where and distributed to where they need to go. You know, blankets, if you collect some blankets, you know, go to Walmart, buy some of those blankets that they have rolled up there. You know, it's nothing, it's nothing like having a blanket to roll up with and to, you know, to cuddle with, stay warm with. Um, and, and so we want to be part of that because where there's unity, there is strength. The Bible tells us in Luke 22 and 32, Jesus told Peter, but I've prayed for you, I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith fail not. Peter was being challenged because the the, uh, the Lord had let him know that the enemy, Satan has asked to shift him like wheat. He's, he's met with the Lord and said, I, I want to 
I'm, I want to hurt him. Sometimes the things that you're dealing with, it may be that the enemy has met with the Lord and challenged, said that I want to hurt him. We find that that occurred with Job. When the sons of God came together, Lucifer was there and he um, and he said, have you considered my servant Job? That he's faithful. He's one that dislike, you know, he has a distaste for evil. And the enemy said that, hey, he feels that way because you blessed him. You've given him things and you have a hedge around about him. Move the hedge and, and we'll bring him down. I'll, we'll, I'll hurt him. And he did all that he could to hurt him. And Job said for, you know, I came into the world with nothing. I'm going to leave with nothing. And I'm going to wait on him. Yet though he slay me. Job had an understanding. He had a revelation that that he wasn't just going through something, but but God was still in charge. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Peter was was told that he had that the Lord had prayed for him that his faith fail him does not fail him. And when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. When you have now, when you've gone through some things, you can help somebody. You can help someone uh, by giving them your testimony what you went through. But make sure it is a testimony that that you went through something that God has brought you through. You know, there are many testimonies. I have testimonies where God has watched over me, has kept me through some difficult times. And every now and then I, I share some of them when I when I feel it's necessary. Uh, some hard times where people would have given up, even in ministry, where people would have stopped. Uh, I've heard, even heard murmuring, you know, where they would have said, well, if I was, you know, if they were me, uh, they would, this is what they would have done. Well, that's them. And some of that thinking is not correct. God doesn't call you into something for you to stop, for you to quit. You know, so it takes some tenacity. It takes something and you will shed some some tears in the process. You will feel some pain. And and with that, you also receive. You also receive what God has for you. There's in in my going through and dealing with certain things and, and not and not surrendering at times, God has blessed where there is revelatory knowledge. And as I was explaining to a young man today, all rhema word is backed up by scripture. So there is no, I received a revelation, no matter who you are, you know, our favorite character, Bishop Tutu, you know, prophetess Tutu, evangelist Tutu, whatever, whoever's part of the Tutu ministry, you know, that um, whatever word that someone gives, it must be backed up by the scripture. The, the Lord, uh, broke bread with us on, on Sunday and fed us well. And we and as we came to understand about the robe of righteousness, and you'll have to go back and listen to Sunday to, under, to understand, but there is scripture to back up just what was being said. And, and so we appreciate the Lord, appreciate um, uh, all that he had gave, but it did not come without something. You know, one of the uh, ministers, as I was uh, had finished, preaching at, at our sister church came and he, they said, I'm not even going to ask how you got it. 
I don't want to go through what you went through to get it. So when you, and you're holding on in your tenacity and being strong, you're going to, you're going to be blessed and you're going to strengthen others at the same time. When you've come out of it, you're going to help someone else. The word of God encourages us to be of one mind. First Corinthians one and 10 says, now I beseech thee, brother, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. One mind, speak the same thing. And that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in one mind, in the same mind and in the same judgment. So you should not go to someone else in the church and get a different answer should be of the same mind because you're setting under the same teaching. You should not go to someone else and uh, find a division in the same place because you're under the same teaching. Ephesians 4 and 11 uh, tells the ministers, and he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. So the purpose of the gospel of ministry is to perfect the saints, help you come to a particular place for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And we're not going to spend time breaking this down tonight, but till we all come into the unity, that's, that's where I wanted to get to, till we all come into the unity of the faith. So see, there is unity that a, a common goal that we're all supposed to, uh, the ministers are supposed to be working to get uh, everyone to, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Not, I'm not preaching the gospel or teaching the word of God for you to become like um, anyone else. Um, you're not supposed to become like the person that's sitting next to you on your right, your left, uh, north or south of you. You're supposed to be, the goal is to become like Christ. Now, you might look at someone and admire what God has done for them, but the goal is to be like Christ. So the ministers proclaiming the word of God are required to create a unified assembly, not disassemble everyone, not tear people apart, you know, and then try to put them back together again, but to assemble and when necessary, reassemble uh, because there are times where people uh, do fall apart, backslide, they need to be reassembled and they need to be brought back into the fold. Psalms 133, one and three uh, says, one, behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We can be all together, but are we in unity? That's the important thing. Are we unified? Are we together? The description of a unity, perfect unity, is like precious ointment upon, upon the head. Now, he compared it to the anointing, the oil that was that was uh, placed upon Aaron, who was the who was the minister who ministered with Moses. And that oil went down to his skirt. And so it was poured upon him. And as to do as to do of Hermon and as to do that ascended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. So where there's unity, the unity itself, God honors unity. He honors the, the principle of unity. Genesis 
tell us the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they joined, journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they dwelt there. Now, if you recall, the sons of Noah helped repopulate the earth. You know, after the flood, uh, they had they had sons and, and uh, you know, they, it, the Bible is, in many instances do not talk about the daughters, uh, but it talks about the sons, you know. And so uh, we we read about the sons that were born unto um, Sham, Ham and Japheth and they populated Europe. And so they couldn't have populated um, by uh man with man, they had to have females in order to have you know, babies. And so Europe and Africa, you know, those continents were populated by them. You'll find that reference in the 10th chapter of Genesis. And, and so, as I said, you can go back there and read, you know, and so it talks about um, everyone, that everyone was a Gentile. Everyone after his, um, tongue after his family in their nations. Now, they were not split into nations. They were not split into family and tongues until uh, this event occurred. And so as Moses is writing and receiving this, you know, you, you'll have to, he went back. And as he talked about the generations of uh, the sons of Noah, then he included this. Now, I, I did ask the question of what language did Adam speak? And, um, well, maybe I didn't ask it. It was, it was a thought. Um, I, I believe I asked what was Adam, what nationality would Adam have been? And, you know, and so here's another question is, is what language did Adam speak? Uh, and he would have had, he would have taught his children after being removed from the garden of Eden. Now, some say that Adam spoke Adamic. I really, I mean, yeah, I know, you know, it was named after him, but I say Adam would have spoken whatever language God spoke, whatever language God preferred. That's what Adam would have been speaking. Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible said that, that the Lord came down in the cool of the day and the spirit of the Lord, uh, the Lord uh, ministered. They had fellowship. So whatever language that the Lord spoke, since he was the father, is the father, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein, he would have spoke whatever language God preferred. Isaiah 28 and 11 says, for with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Acts 2 and 4 and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. <clears throat> Jude said, but ye beloved, build up your holy, build up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You, you got to stop and think what that means. You know, the Bible tells us that the Spirit cries out, Abba, meaning Father. And so the spirit of God sometimes takes over and prays through us for what we have need of. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, then you would not have experienced that. 
if you say you have the Holy Ghost and have not um, spoken in other tongues as the prophet has already proclaimed would occur, something then is wrong. You, you need to get on the altar and you need to seek the Lord. And the Holy Ghost is not something that someone teaches you. You can go to school and, and take a Spanish class, learn German, you know, Hebrew, Arabic, whatever you want to learn, but you'll never be taught how to speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God give utterance because it is of the Lord, which means you have to yield yourself to the Lord. When was the last time you yield yourself unto the Lord? If the Lord was to come back today, how do you know you're going to make it? You haven't yielded yourself unto the Lord. And if you're not yielding, if you haven't been yielded, if you have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, which is the seal of redemption, there is a problem. And you need to get that. Um, you need to seek the Lord regarding that with all diligence. Now, remember, Adam did not have blood until he transgressed the word of God. He didn't have blood until he transgressed the word of God. Prior to him sinning, his life was spirit. Genesis 2 and 7, the Lord breathed into Adam and uh, man became a living soul. <clears throat> and so when we think about us, you think about yourself, you are right now, blood is our life. Without blood in the body, the body, the body uh, experiences what we call death. But your spirit do not. Your spirit is, is here. Your spirit is going to survive when the body has um, stopped functioning. Your spirit, your spirit man is still going to function. Now, the day will come and it's coming soon. As you know, I know that um, that has been said for many years that the Lord is coming soon. But, you know, we can we can look at the time no man knows the day or the hour let me say that up front because many people have made claims of knowing the day and the hour and have led many astray we're not making that declaration but i am telling you that you know the years have passed by and have placed us in a state a close state or arriving at a particular time in history and so that's something to, to bear in mind. I won't go into that this evening. But remember, Adam did not have blood until he transgressed the word of God. And prior to him sinning, his life was spirit. And our life need to be governed by the spirit of God. Adam's life was governed. He had breath in his body. But he had a will to do what he wanted to do, just like you and I. The plains of Shinar, the southern part of the valley of Tigris and Euphrates, um, is, is where it's located, that is where they began to build. So they got together, they imagined the possibility, not just one of them, or maybe it started with one and he said something to the other and, and it grew, but they imagined the possibility. I wonder what it, what it would be like when we all get together. No excuses, just togetherness, the vision. You, you got the vision because the pastor has already presented the vision what needs to be done. But when we all get together and embrace the vision of what, the, what will it be like? 
I was on my way home and I stopped to grab a bite. You know, um, it was probably about 8 30, 9 o'clock at night. And when I pulled out of the drive through, I, I saw someone in the middle of the street. And I immediately threw on my Unity cloak and uh, jumped out the car to help push their vehicle, which was stranded in the middle of the road, uh, until it was pushed out of the way and into a place where they wanted it to be. Yep, yeah, yeah, my burger and fries got a little cold. I'm just kidding. But it was an honor to help them. They couldn't push it by themselves, but the unity. Unity provided safety, extra strength, and saved them a lot of time of being stranded uh, in a dangerous um, position in the middle of the road. You know, I, I know one time I saw someone stranded and, I, and it was almost too late because I uh, almost ran into them. They were stranded on the freeway at the off ramp just as you change lanes. And, um, you know, so it's dangerous. It's dangerous just to be stranded as a female or male anywhere and to be by yourself and, and have to depend. And But where there's unity, you appreciate the unity of those that will stop and they not, they have no hidden agenda. And so First uh, Corinthians 1 and 10, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you speak the same thing, unity and that there be no division among you, unity, and but that you be perfectly joined together with the same mind and in the same judgment, unity. And they said one to another, let uh, to go, let us make brick and turn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime they had for martyrs. So they planned, they planned, they knew what they needed. This is what we need. This is what we need. We need some bricks. And no, we don't want you to go in <clears throat> and buy no bricks. We want to make the bricks because we know what kind of bricks we want. Or sometimes you're told this is what we need. Then you need to find out and show the leaders or the leader what it is that you have done your homework on. Is this what we need to purchase? And the answer will be either yay or nay. And we need to burn them thoroughly. Not halfway, not till you think they're good enough, but thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone and slime for their mark. They planned, they outlined what it would take to make it happen. They understood what it was going to take. We need bricks, not just any kind of bricks, good quality bricks. We need that slime that's going to be like Gorilla Glue. Yeah, that once it's once it's stuck together, you're not going to be able to get it apart. And so we, we want to make sure it's durable. Just like they needed substance to build uh, what they what they were trying to do, we need substance today, which not only include material, but it includes the people. Sometimes we, we, we get all the material and don't have the people. And, and that occurred because you know, David wanted to build the Lord a house and he couldn't, but the Lord blessed and gave favor so that um, those that they asked, eventually that they asked money and they asked for material, the trees, the, the, the wood, the, the gold and different things that they needed, they were willing 
to supply the material and they even supplied the help. So besides the material, we need people. We need people to help. Uh, we go out pounding the pavement. It'd be great to have 10 people pounding the pavement instead of just five. It would be great to have 50 pounding the pavement instead of 20. Just to be out. It makes a difference when there is unity, when people see that there is more than a few, then the people want to know what's going on. You know, that's why it's important that when we when, when we all get to service and we're on we're on time and they see the cars in the parking lot, people want to know what's going on that that gathered those people together. They saw the unity. Proactive, positive, active or activated, upbeat and ready to go. It makes a difference. It makes a difference in our attitude that we're presenting in the unity. People and those that know when to be reactive. So, so there are times that we're we're proactive, and then we there are times that we are reactive because something has occurred. We didn't. It was unexpected, but we we're responsive, and we're spontaneous to the need. We're sensitive to what is happening and we're ready to take action. So there's nothing wrong with being reactive, you know, when there is something that occurs that was that that caught us off guard. But for the most part, we're proactive. We hear what needs to be done. And then we begin working on it without excuses. They didn't make up excuses as far as what their plan was to do. They said, we're going to, we're going to get together and we're going to make some bricks. And we're going to make sure these bricks are not going to crumble as we're putting in, putting them into mounting them up on top of one another and and gluing them together with the slime. And they said, go, let us build a city. We're going to build us a city and a tower. Whose top may reach into the heavens that now we're, we're going to build a city. And it's going to have a tower and it's going to reach up into the heavens. Let us make us a name. So here's the goal, we'll make us a name. Least we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now they had a plan. They discussed what was needed, how to execute and take action. We're going to build a city and a tower. This would have been the first skyscraper. There are documented dimensions. Now I don't know how they got these documented dimensions. You know, they said the tower was about a was just under two miles. Uh, high about uh, uh, 8,500 feet, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where they got that information from, but uh, we do know this is that the purpose was to reach heaven. The tower, the purpose of the tower was to reach the heavens and to make a name for themselves. There's also something that's important to, to notice here is that a self-fulfilling prophecy has been spoken. Least we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, you and I, all of us should must be careful what we say. We also have to be careful what we allow our children to say and believe because we many times have 
um, said things, we've placed it in the atmosphere, and then we're dealing with it days, weeks, years to come, and we don't know, how did that get here? How did that come, where did that come from? But it was something that we were saying. It's just like if you're always telling a child, you, you're going, you ain't, you, you, you know, putting them down, they're going to walk around believing that until someone helped them understand that you're not what others say about you. But we sometimes speak those things. Uh, even Job, let's, let's go back to Job. We, we mentioned Job earlier. Um, Job said, the thing that I feared the most came upon me. The thing that he feared the most happened in his life. So see, we can, we trigger things to occur as well. These people say, at least we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So we want to make a name for ourselves. We want to build us a city. We want people to know who we are, you know, and, um, and build this tower and build this tower. Excuse me. We must be careful what we say and what we allow children to say so that things don't become uh, negative. Things don't become a self-fulfilling prophecy. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of men build. Now, the work, the work got God's attention. What we do get will get his attention. That's why we received such a, a powerful word from the Lord, um, because it had his attention. God does not send his word the way he sends it. Um, uh, and it's not because of me. I'm no one. Uh, but because we have his attention, when we have his undivided attention and he has our undivided attention, God pours and in, pours into our spirit. And so uh, what you do will not only get his attention, but will influence his actions. It will influence his actions. I'm, 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 I'm certain of that. I'm looking for the influence that we have upon the Lord. You influence him. You can influence God. You influence him by faithfulness and he can't ignore his word. Remember, we talked about his word, you know, um, wrap yourself in his word and wrap your heart uh, in his word. To, David said, uh, your word have I hid in my heart that I don't sin against you. And so I'm going to take I'm going to make sure your word is embedded in me so that I don't sin against you. You know, I, I don't want to even I don't want to put forth effort to sin against you. I want my effort to be in righteousness. When, when sin presents itself, when this flesh begin to war against his body, I want your word to have preeminence. And so uh, I want to make sure. And so by that, I influence God because the word of God says that we will reap in due season if we don't faint. So I know that even though um, you might get a little tired, even though you might wonder sometime, Lord, when are you going to show up and show out? You know, it, is that I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. Uh, what is that saying? Uh, quitters never win and winners never quit. I I'm going to hang with God. I'm going to stick with the God that I know. Now that's that's the whole plan uh, that 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 I have. And I hope that's the whole plan that you have is that you're going to stick with God because uh, He is sovereign. And, and so the Lord was influenced. Now. There was a woman that came to the Lord and said, my daughter is sick. I need some help. I'm paraphrasing. I need some help. She, she's 
maybe you have some children that, that might seem wayward. I have four, two sons, two daughters, two grandsons. And, you know, I don't know what they're what they're doing right now. Um, but Job said, I'm offering up sacrifices for my children in case just preadventure that they may have offended the Lord in some way. I'm saying uh, begging their forgiveness and, and mercy on them, even when they don't know it. This woman had a child that her daughter was uh, had was something. She was she was something. Let's put it that way. Some of you was something before the Lord saved you, too. She was something. And she went to the Lord for her daughter. And he said that uh, the meat it's not it's, it's not proper for me to give the the, the children of the meat to, away. You know, he's talking about Israel. And this woman responded with a, with with wisdom. She said, but even the dogs, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table. If you have a, if you have a dog, you, you know that, or a couple of dogs or even cat, that as uh, soon as something hit the floor, whether it was accidental or, or on purpose, you slid off your plate, you know, you gave, you fed it to them. They had all of the ingredients that you had on your entire plate what you gave them. They had the ingredients of it. Her answer was wise enough that it influenced God. Holy Ghost. It influenced him. And he gave her what she wanted. Our actions and our thoughts and what we do will influence God. So let's let's be influenced in what we do, in our faithfulness, in what we say, you catch yourself starting to say something out of order, you know, draw it back, put it in order and influence. It will influence him. The Lord said the people, uh, the, the people, the, the people has become as one. And they will and, and they have one language. And this they will begin to do. And now nothing now nothing will be restrained from them. Nothing is going to be held back from them because they, they are in unity. And the Lord knew now he, he was there's a problem here because they were trying to get into get to heaven, uh, reach up into the heavens without acknowledging him. And the heavens is the Lord and, and everything that's in it. And so they nothing would restrain them. So where there's unity, that unity brings about uh, a freedom to do some things, a power comes with it. Uh, and so it says, which they have imagined to do. So your imagination, your thought play a major part in what goes on. Our thinking pattern, leaders, what you think is going to be illustrated and displayed among those that are working with you. If you don't have a can-do mentality, what make you? How are you gonna have everybody else to have one? How are you gonna influence that? You have to have that mind, that that thinking. They are not gonna be restrained. The people are one. They have perfect communication. They're talking the same thing. They're one mind. Look at what they're doing. Nothing will be able to stop them. That's what the Lord said. God said that. Nothing's going to be able to stop them <laughs> once they, they get they they've already got. Let us go down and confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. 
That's what we're going to that's what's going to happen here. The very thing that they said now, listen to this, because we need to be careful what we say. They said that they want to build a tower, make a name for themselves. Least we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. So they were trying to prevent that from happening themselves. And the very thing that they said, God used that. And they were scattered. They left from building the city. They left from building the tower. Therefore is the name of it called Babel because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad. They were confused. They couldn't work together. There was no unity any longer for them to accomplish what needed to be done or what they were trying to do. I believe that if they would have sought the Lord, he wouldn't have had a problem with that. This, that's just me. There's no, there is no scripture for that. That is me saying that. It's something about when you acknowledge him that things go differently. The Lord told uh, Cain, if you, uh, Cain was upset because he, he did things his way. And the Lord said, if you do, if you do well, you'll be accepted. So see, if we do well, we'll be accepted. If they would have acknowledged God, they would have been doing well. So maybe they would have, they would have been accepted. Or if he would have said, no, don't do that, through them acknowledging him, then, then it would have stopped. They wouldn't have, they could have built a city, but by them building a tower, because there were cities that was that was established. There was tribes, there was nations that was going to be established. But by them trying to build something without acknowledging the owner of the heavens and earth, they ran into trouble. And so as we read again in the 10th chapter of by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in the land, everyone after his tongue, after his family, and after his nation. Now, Adam, would Adam have been a Gentile? There was no Hebrews. No. A simple yes or no. Would Adam have been considered a Gentile? Well, let you let you. This is Pastor Carl Anderson inviting you to join us on Sunday at at nine a.m. five twenty-four East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Join us to be blessed. Now, is that a yes or a no? I'm I'm, I'm waiting to see if we got an answer for that. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm through. I'm, I'm stopping right there. You know, just want to remind you and encourage you and thank you for uh, supporting the ministry. Um, you know, the Lord has blessed us to author. Now we have three books that are this year that have been published. One is the uh, Lion and Barbed Wires dealing with the struggles that um, that one may have occurred. You know, Barbed Wire is very piercing and painful. And, you know, and, and I've certainly had some painful experiences in, in my life, but there is a way out of these things that we deal with. And, and so the lion and barbed wires is one of those that expressed and was uh, divinely inspired. Uh, also, the, the second book is The Lost But Found, uh, also um, that was released um, this year. 
And so these are things to, to help encourage and, and help encourage others. And then the third book is called D7, Day 7. It's when the sixth day end and the seventh begins. And this book will soon be released this month in the month of December. And it deals with the, uh, the end of the sixth day. We are coming to the close of the sixth day, no matter, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it at all. And this book is a, a good level of teaching, easy to read, to understand um, revelation uh, without taking you into um, a high level where you cannot explain it. It's broken down for you where you really understand what is going to happen parallel. What's going to happen? There's something happening on the earth at the and there's something happening in the heavens. The heaven of heavens, I'll put it that way. There's something happening. And, and so uh, the breakdown of what it leads up to that um, is written in D7. And, and so look for that. It's going to be in Amazon this month. And, um, and so certainly soliciting your prayers. And uh, again, thank you for your support. Um, Lord say the same. We'll be back on Sunday. In the word of God, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm, you know, as Paul said, it, it, there is a crown of life that is stored for me. It's waiting on me. God has something waiting for you too. But I, I'm excited about that. Now, not only does he have a crown of life waiting, uh, you know, he said, I fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. You know, some of the fights that we had to fight was against ourselves, getting things back in order, getting things to do things the right way that God has called us to do it. And then there's the fight against beast, the fight against principalities and powers that we deal with, that God, you know, has taught us how to war. And so this is this is a warfaring way. It's also a holy way. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And so there is, after fighting a good fight, there is a crown of life that is waiting on me. And, and you can say the same if you're fighting a good fight, that when your time comes, that you'll be able to give that testimony as well. There's also a crown, a, a robe of righteousness that await those that believe. And, and my robe is not the same as your robe. Your robe is not the same as, as anyone else's robe. It is specially tailored and designed uh, again, you, you have to go back and, and listen to Sunday and find out uh, how that and what that means. God bless you. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you in Jesus name. Amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule and abide henceforth now and forevermore.